This is Gulf Coast Life. I'm Mike Canary. Thanks for joining us. Florida Gulf Coast University has been awarded the largest grant in the school's history to fund an effort to fundamentally change how people are trained and how jobs are filled in Southwest Florida and beyond. In partnership with the Collaboratory in downtown Fort Myers, FGCU will create the Southwest Florida Equitable Jobs Pipeline. The goal is to identify talent in the existing workforce across a five-county region, understand the skills gaps that prevent people from getting good local jobs and work with local businesses to develop appropriate training so job seekers can fill their needs. Put simply, the goal is to help local employers find workers with the skills needed to fill in-demand positions and employers will be partners in the project so there will be jobs waiting for people being trained via the pipeline. The focus will be on four industry sectors, healthcare, manufacturing, logistics, and K-12 public education. The $22.9 million award comes from the U.S. Economic Development Administration's Good Jobs Challenge, which is part of the American Rescue Plan President Biden signed into law in March of 2021. FGCU is one of 32 grant recipients out of more than 500 applications. To learn more about the grant and what comes next, I spoke with three people working toward these goals. Let's hear that conversation now. Dr. Ashigal Teamer is Vice President and Vice Provost of Strategy and Program Innovation at Florida Gulf Coast University and a future maker. Ashigal, thanks for being here today. Thank you so much for having us. Tessa Lesage is Director of the Future Makers Coalition at the Collaboratory in downtown Fort Myers. Tessa, welcome back to the show. I'm excited to be here. And Dr. Amir Neto is Assistant Professor of Economics and Director of the Regional Economic Research Institute in the Lutgert College of Business at FGCU, and he's a future maker as well. Amir, thanks for being here. Thank you for having us, Mike. Weigh in on today's conversation using WGCU social media. Find us on Facebook, at WGCU Public Media, and then on Twitter, we're at WGCU using the hashtag GCL. So explain for starters, Tessa, what is a future maker? A future maker is one of over 250 individuals across Southwest Florida that are committed to a shared goal, and that goal is to transform Southwest Florida's workforce. We do that by trying to increase the number of skilled workers that have the credentials that are needed to fill in-demand jobs here in our region, because we know that by 2025, more than two-thirds of the jobs in Florida will require a credential beyond a high school diploma. Um, Fair to say that this grant that we're talking about today is going to be a huge boost for the future makers? It is going to be a huge boost. It is going to catapult us towards our goal of 55% of working age adults having the credentials that are needed to fill in-demand jobs. Um, Okay, so the announcement from the U.S. Economic Development Administration describes this as a -a once-in-a-generation funding. Can you put this into context? So the Good Jobs Challenge is part of the American Rescue Plan uh, project or bill that was passed by Congress. Back in 2021. Back 2021, yes. So we're talking about billions of dollars being spent uh, on infrastructure and workforce development in this case. And it's a type of grant that even the Department of Commerce has never seen this type of amount being distributed through their network, if you will. So it's a one of a one time deal that we're never going to see that again. And this is the largest grant FGCU's ever gotten, I understand, right? Yes, yes, it is. And we are very proud of that. And also, it is an important note that 
there were um, 509 applications to the ADA, Economic Development Administration, and only 32 communities, 32 institutions or agencies funded. And we are happy that we're very proud that FGCU is one of those 32 organizations in the United States. And it's only one of two in Florida, right? I saw Florida's uh, Miami-Dade College. I think they've got yes. 10 million. So this is really big news for FGCU. Absolutely. Um, FGCU and for our region and the state of Florida. Fair to say that you three were super excited when you got the news that you actually were one of the grantees? Yes, and it, it's a funny story that I was uh, actually about to start the uh, cabinet meeting with President Martin, and somehow I looked at my phone. I had I started seeing a lot of messages, but at that moment, I just listened to Tessa's message, and it was like almost screaming and yelling. <laughs> and then I started jumping around, and then it, even almost all cabinet members at FGCU started like, "What is going on?" and I was like, oh, my God, we got this big grant. But the excitement is not only FGCU got the big grant. It's about the region. It's about transforming the region. It's about FGCU in partnership with Future Makers Coalition and Collaboratory really working toward transforming the region for workforce that we have been hearing every day, every moment from our, you know, businesses, um, you know, our workforce community, everyone, that the exciting thing is that we will be part of the solutions and then setting the tone for the future change. How long was this in the works? Is this a years-long effort? Well, we start, the, the groundwork was being laid for us to be able to make this type of proposal um, beginning in 2016. So we've just been Future Makers Coalition together with a variety of, I mean, all the education partners across Southwest Florida who we will need to come around the table for this and have come around the table as partners in this work. Um, you know, a variety of projects that we've built on over the years starting in 2016. The grant process, we actually went back and looked and we actually started talking about it in July of last year. So mm -hmm. the, the actual decision to go and encouragement even from national partners for us to apply because we had reached a new level in terms of the work we have been doing has been a year-long process. So now that we've talked about the grant, about the excitement behind the grant, let's talk about what's next. So you're going to create the Florida Gulf Coast University Southwest Florida Equitable Jobs Pipeline. Can you describe it as you envision it being fully fleshed out? And then we'll go back and talk about how you're going to get there. Sure. Uh, well, in terms of like where will we be at the end? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. At the you very know, like end, if everything goes well yeah. with this money going forward, like what's the what's the yeah. what's that look the like? The end product would be that we would have at least about 1,700 new credentialed individuals in jobs in four sectors in Southwest Florida. So healthcare, manufacturing, logistics, and then K through 12 education, which would be upskilling paraprofessionals to become teachers and filling that teacher shortage in the classroom. So probably many, many more credentialed workers than that, but we're hoping for about 1,700 to be in those jobs in those industries in the end, in 36 months. So if we look at the overall project, the way we define is that, you know, we will be 
recruiting um, individuals who are, you know, job seekers, right? But the important thing is that in the name of the project, you see always equity in mind. And then with that recruitment, it's about the next phase is attainment of credentials. So it is meeting with the employer's needs in terms of the skills gaps, identifying those skills gaps, creating those credentials, and they go through those training programs and make sure that they are employed in our region in these four industries that Tessa described. Can you explain the scope of what's meant by credentials in this context? When we say credentials, that individuals are able to do those um, skilled areas, that they are able to demonstrate the knowledge, skills, and abilities. What is happening is that the um, workforce and the business environment changing so quickly. And in order to respond to those skills changes, we are creating different types of programs. Sometimes it's a traditional program, but sometimes it is a micro-credentialing program that individuals can gain skills in order to respond for this ever-changing work environment. Sometimes these are short-term programs. Sometimes they are long-term programs. You know, of course, there's a difference between a teacher preparation program versus someone is really learning a specific skill in one of the industries like logistics or manufacturing. So credentialing here is to be able to prepare individuals that they can conduct these jobs and then have a career in the field. So they don't necessarily, this doesn't necessarily mean like degrees in the old way of thinking. Correct. It's a very true statement. Um, but still, you know, there are areas that the degree is, you know, the depends foundation. On the, depends on depends the goal. Depends on, yeah. exactly. But then what happens is that um, in addition to even to degrees, this is what, where we call the upskilling part of it or reskilling part of it, you may need that uh quick credentialing to go from one career to maybe another, or you may have a career advancement, but you need that credential to go to the next level. Uh, Amir, what's meant by micro-credentialing? Uh, that's a national question. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get you into the conversation I see, here. <laughs> I was going to, yeah, I mean, I was going to pick back on what yeah, she go, said, go right because I think there is two pieces that is important on what Ashul was saying in your previous question when what we're looking at the final product because this is a department of commerce grant so we're talking about a little bit less of the education component it's credentially it's it's killing people so it's putting people into good jobs that's the end goal we want to see people employed so that's why working with employers are going to be important in the end goal because they are the ones that are going to say what are the skills that they are not finding in our community that we, with the credentialing or micro-credentialing, can fulfill with our educational partners. And when we're talking about this credentialing, we're talking about quick, fast-track credentialing. So we're talking about eight-week programs that are going to give you specific skills that are transferable, that last step missing for you to be able to be positioned into a job. So I think that's a, a big uh, an important part of this grant that 
we are, of course, want to see people getting degrees and whatnot, but most importantly, we want to see them being able to fill positions in the workforce. And there'll be jobs at the end of the tunnel where businesses know that people who've taken this eight-week class are now going to be capable of fulfilling that job. So uh, an analogy, if we want to think about like a factory, uh, the way I, I envision this is that first raw material is employers saying, this is what we cannot find. And if we can have these skills, we are committing to hire those people. Then through Tessa's work with collaboratory and navigators, we find local talent that is missing those skills and are not being able to find uh, these jobs and help them with removing barriers to go out and get these credentials through our educational partners. And then the navigator is helping them bridge this educational side to the workforce and accompanying them later on to make sure they are going up in their career ladder, even going back to our pipeline. So that's the sustainability. That's what we're seeing in terms of the pipeline is employers coming and say, this is what we need. Educational partners saying, this is how we can adapt our curricula or our programs to meet your needs. And people going through this pipeline of employment, training, employers, so on and so forth. Gotcha. Mike, I think this is like the future of recruitment. These business education partnerships where businesses are rethinking how they recruit employees and it's really more about starting earlier and partnering with the education sector to ensure that the skills that are needed are, are actually what are being produced from the education system. Because it's such a moving target now. Right. And yeah. the way we work is changing constantly. And so all of us have to be ready to be lifelong learners. If you're going to move up, you might have to go back and get a micro-credential or a badge or go do – if you want to switch – careers. There's lots of transferable skills where you could do great in another field, but you're going to have to get some training to do that. So this is a shift in the way we think about education and workforce development for jobs. And I ultimately think that it will be a shift in the way employers think about how they're recruiting, how they work with the education sector to find the workforce that they need, because we know what's happening right now doesn't seem to be working. One important nuance is here that both Amir and Tessa did such a great job when we talk about a micro-credential, it is a particular knowledge, skills, and abilities that identified by an employer what competencies that individual need in order to do that job. So it is not that we are thinking, oh, what micro-credential we should be offering. Mm -hmm. It is employer. What is, is an employer asking yes, for? Yes, and immediate respond to employers' needs and wants and based on identified uh, skills gaps that it is a quick response from the educational institutions to be responsive. I want to take a moment to reintroduce our guests. Dr. Ashigul Timur is Vice President and Vice Provost of Strategy and Program Innovation at Florida Gulf Coast University. Tessa Lesage is Director of the Future Makers Coalition at the Collaboratory in downtown Fort Myers. And Dr. Amir Neto is Assistant Professor of Economics and Director of the Regional Economic Research Institute in the Lutgert College of Business here at FGCU. We're discussing the $22.9 million grant FGCU was recently awarded from the U.S. Economic Development Administration's 
Good Jobs Challenge. It's the largest grant in the school's history. We're learning about how FGCU plans to work with employers and other colleagues throughout the region to create the Southwest Florida Equitable Jobs Pipeline, which will invest in local residents to fill in-demand jobs and increase economic equity across the region. If you'd like to engage with us about this conversation, find us on Facebook at WGCU Public Media and on Twitter, we're at WGCU using the hashtag GCL. So there's a focus on equity. What does that mean exactly? So what that means is we know that the demographics in our region um, are shifting quickly. If you look at the K through 12 system, uh, more than 50% of the students are not white, but the outcomes are different for students um, across the board. And so when we talk about equity, what we mean is there may be barriers that are in place that are preventing um, specific groups, unintentionally preventing specific groups from attaining the same sort of credentials and training that they need in order to fill and demand jobs. And so we know that we have to have more equitable outcomes across the board if we're ever going to meet workforce demand here in our region. Employers need everyone to be able to have the, the skills that are needed to fill jobs. And so what, one of the things that we're going to be doing, I say one, it's, it's, a, it's a combination of many things, but we have to identify where the barriers exist and find ways to report them back into the system. You know, our nonprofit providers, people in the social service sector, healthcare providers, employers, education, all of us together looking at what are the things that we could change that could start to close some of those gaps so that we do have a more robust workforce. Do you have an outreach element to try to find people that are in underserved populations to get them into this Pipeline? Yeah. So this is like the years of Future Makers Coalition partners working together. We've always worked from an equity lens. And, you know, some of the some of the biggest challenges are even like in our rural communities, right? Reaching rural communities in terms of how to make sure that they have access to jobs. They face a whole other slew of challenges. Um, and so the work that we've done out in Hendry and Glades and in Lee Collier and Charlotte counties, um, all of it is building on our ability to reach these communities. The partners that are a part of Future Makers Coalition are working with individuals every single day that can benefit from this. And we have a new program that we started in January called Graduate Southwest Florida. And it's actually uh, our navigator program where you can, for free, you can sign up as an adult to get support and help navigating the education system to go back to school and finish what you started, whether that's your GED, um, learning English, or going into a technical college program, or starting or finishing a degree. The system isn't designed for adults, and so it takes a uh, as it takes some assistance and support to help adults navigate through a system that isn't 100% designed for them. These navigators will be key to the success of this project. Um, so they're out every day working with nonprofit providers, working with schools now. Um, we're doing multi-generational approach going into schools, you know, where these are the parents of the students in our K through 12 systems. Um, so trying to find every mechanism we can to ensure that all future makers partners understand how they can refer folks to us that, that could benefit from this work. 
you can see now the smart design of this big initiative that FGCU is taking the role of regional convener, partnering with future makers, coalition members, and then we are really integrating this project into all parts of our Southwest Florida community. Can you describe the partners that you're going to be working with? I understand it's like Lee Health, NCH Healthcare System. Can you go over that? So we have a multitude of uh, partners. So as I was speaking earlier, we have the employer partners who are the, those who will be saying what are the skills needed. And we're talking about the health, NCH. Uh, we've talked to Arthrex, just to name a few. Uh, school districts. All school districts. Uh, Airglades has been a major partner on these. So we have about uh, 25 uh actually 15 employers that have already sent us a letter of commitment to hire people. So it's unfair to name all, uh, just a couple, but it's 15 employers here. We're talking about all the schools in Southwest Florida, so technical colleges, community colleges, so on and so forth. We have partners as chambers of commerce to help us identify businesses that need. This is not something only for big businesses. This is for small businesses as well. And chambers of commerce, SPDC, all those members, will, uh, entities will help us identify employers. On the community side, United Ways, uh, Goodwill, uh, these nonprofits to really help us reach that last mile with uh, workforce. We have, uh, collaboratory has navigators we can do just so much and that's where bringing as much as we can in terms of partners from nonprofits, chambers of commerce uh, employers that's going to be really important so we can go that extra mile what are the first steps that will be taken toward this grand goal now that the grant money's been deposited in the bank presumably uh, like how do you pr how do you proceed down this road now like what are the first steps so the first steps will be to work on formalizing some of the agreements that we have in our support letters and in the commitments to hire. Um, we are required to show that employers are committing to filling jobs. We went in with our application with about 2,500 jobs that had been committed to already when we submitted. So that's just a testament to the amazing partnerships that exist in our region and all the work that we've been doing together for all these years. So formalizing those agreements, um, making sure that we're all very well connected so that we can make sure we're measuring and, and, and identifying any obstacles in our own system systems to show the results of what it is that we're doing. And then also, you know, looking for other ways to leverage these funds to bring in uh, more money. And so the reason why I say that people laugh, because it's, it's $23 million, it's the biggest grant we've ever gotten. $23 million. money follows money. <laughs> that, is, that is true. But, but the thing is, is that that $23 million is only for certain things. And there are other things that are going to have to become part of this. And we want to sustain this. In the end, we don't want only 1,700 people in jobs. We want to make the system work so that we're constantly able to fill jobs and that so everyone is able to earn the credentials that they need to be able to have a good life and contribute to Southwest Florida's quality of life. You know, Tessa said it so well, and I want to add one more component. So with the all this um, project for three years, 
consider that as a kind of uh, pilot work. Mm -hmm. It's a kind of, and Tessa reference to like an experiment. But with that, sustainability of this is so important for us. And um, that's why probably we will need additional funding um, to really sustain our practices, best practices move forward, that we really have workforce pipeline for our employers in the region for future jobs. So because as you said earlier, this is kind of changing target all the time for Mm -hmm. us. The skills are changing, the needs are changing. We need to build a kind of system that responds nimble, flexible, that we keep training people for the jobs that they have uh, high wage and high income so they continue to live in Southwest Florida. So this is like hopefully the big nudge that gets a new way of doing this in place to make sure that we can be nimble enough to roll with the punches. Yes, we got absolutely. our venture capital. So, like, <laughs> yeah. so if, like Tessa in the beginning, like with collaboratory, they got like seed money to start all this work for eight years. Now we got angel investment, venture capital, if you will. Okay. Now it's time to grow, time to establish and make it sustainable. And then we are ready for IPO in okay. a few years. We're entrepreneurs. Okay. And future makers. You, and you future may, makers. You may hear us coming back and saying, oh, we got more uh, funding. Mm-hmm. Let us share with you. Yeah, well, I was just about to say, we will have to have you on to track this as it goes along. But that is unfortunately all the time we have. Dr. Ashigal Timur is Vice President and Vice Provost of Strategy and Program Innovation at Florida Gulf Coast University and a future maker. Ashigal, we appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Tessa Lesage is Director of the Future Makers Coalition at the Collaborative in downtown Fort Myers. Tessa, thank you. Thank you. And Dr. Amir Neto is Assistant Professor of Economics and Director of the Regional Economic Research Institute in the Lutgert College of Business at FGCU and a future maker. Amir, thank you. Thank you for having us. If you missed any of today's show, you can always hear episodes in their entirety on our website, wgcu.org GCL, or wherever you get your podcasts. Our show today was produced by yours truly. Our director today is Tara Calligan. Tara is also our social media coordinator. Thank you for listening. I'm Mike Canary. This is NPR for Southwest Florida, 90.1 WGCU-FM, Fort Myers, Naples, and Punta Gorda, and 91.7 WMKO Marco Island. We are a member-supported service of Florida Gulf Coast. University.